As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. On you. Episode 9 1 4 of Down 2 Dunk You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk And get The Athletic for $1 a month I am Luke Joined this morning by Andrew I gotta say I'm just fired up to be here today Slam through. Taylor. Uh, hey, guys. How do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. You see, my old man's got a problem. He live with the bottle that's a weight is. Says, body's too of working. I said, body's too young to look like this. Mama went off and left him. She wanted more for life than he could give. So the body's got to take care of him. So I quit school and that's what I did. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. (laughs) Taylor, I think that song is so funny. Oh, man. really good. Tracy Chapman, man, she's incredible. You watch any old videos of her, like on on YouTube? There's like some super old videos you can watch of her playing that song live, and it's actually it's just awesome. I know she's really good. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, so a, this is a weird side note. Oh yeah, go ahead. Like literally, Tracy Chapman. I lived with the group. This is odd. The more I, it's coming out of my mouth, I realize how odd. I like. When I was a freshman in college, freshman and sophomore in college. For some reason, it was right when like Kazam and Napster and you could get all the music, you know, that you wanted. And Kazam and Napster. Yeah, go <laughs> got it really into Tracy Chapman. And so this four groups of four guys that are all 18, 19, just sitting around the house, just playing like this. Hacky sack. Tracy Chapman's discography the whole time, you know, like 
We were kind of weirdos. Oh, no, that's no, my no, nothing, nothing weird about that. <laughs> that's good, Jay. Just sitting around, just listening to Fast Car and Promise. Mm-hmm. So good. That's great. Along for those days. You know what else is good? The New Orleans head coach, Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Thoughts on Stan Van? I think Stan Van is somebody that I love in theory more than reality, maybe. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, he was really good in Orlando. And if you actually look at those Orlando teams, he was a kind of a before-his-time kind of guy. He ran oh, the yeah. four out a lot and just surrounded Dwight Howard with shooters. And uh, and got all the way to the finals. Like, that's one of the things that you forget is Dwight Howard actually made it to a finals with the Magic. Um, Hito Turkoglu. Who else is on there? Richard Lewis? Richard Lewis. Jameer Nelson. Jameer Nelson. That's, Who's that's the all guard? Who's the other guard? Courtney Lee. Oh, yeah, Courtney Lee. Yeah. Very young Courtney Lee. Scott Skiles. Rookie, rookie season, Courtney <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Penny, Scott. Penny Hardaway. <laughs> Nick Anderson. Okay. So, anyway, but it was one of those things where I think Stan Van, I think the bet that I would make if I was uh, David Griffin in New Orleans is that Stan Van being just the coach without the president duties is going to get the best version of Stan Van. Because that, I think, is one of the things we've seen it time and time again that a lot of these head coaches, when they're able to come in and take that second role, Doc Rivers, Stan Van, is it, it just doesn't work out a lot of times because they can't devote. Really, it feels like they can't devote the necessary attention to both sides of their job. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things I would at least kind of give the qualifier for why Stan Van was kind of under impressive um, in Detroit because they weren't great. Uh, also, you can go ahead and period. place 100% of the blame on Reggie Jackson. So Yeah. Right, but that's, that's still a Stan Van decision, right? It was definitely a Stan Van decision. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Jackson threw up, if you don't remember, threw up on the bench during his first game. Wow. <laughs> so just shout God, out. Man. Shout out to Reggie. So <laughs> is that guy in the league next year? I don't know. I mean, he wasn't any good for the Clippers, like 0% good. It was interesting. Stan Van was doing a Clippers game during the bubble and was talking about Reggie. And it sounded like he still liked him. But was admitting that he was not very good, but, yeah. but subtly doing so. And Stan Van, it's just going to be great to have Stan Van back in the league. Yeah. Because he just talks. He just says. He's great, man. Yeah. And he's got I will say the loss, though, is ours because he's not going to be doing broadcast anymore. And he's he was not going to be on Lebedard anymore. question the best. Yeah. Yep. Not, as, not as often that you'll get to hear from him. So Yeah. He's the man. I think it's great for New Orleans, to be honest with you. The structure he brings, I think it definitely, the, the thing that's complicated about it is it's the most definitely a win first uh, hire. Yes. Like you're not looking for the long haul of what does this look like in five years? You're like, hey, we want to compete right now in a West that's going to be stacked, especially when Chris Paul goes to the Suns. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I think every team in the West is going to be competitive except for the Thunder, which is glorious. Yeah, I mean, tell me, tell me when I get to a team that you're 100% sure will not be in the playoffs. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Mavericks, Trailblazers, Grizzlies, Suns, Spurs, Kings. Grizzlies. Okay. You're 100% sure they're not going to make You're the playoffs? You're 100% sure. I mean, I can't be 100% sure about anybody, but. Okay, well, that's the question. <laughs> I would say take if back, I was Jay, batting. Take it yes. back. Take it back. Take it back, Jay. <laughs> the question, Jay, was not. Take it back now, y'all. Can you be potentially? One hundred percent was the question. Golden State Warriors. I mean, there's there's 
12 teams that you can't say you're 100% sure? Cha-cha, real smooth. Can you even say it about Minnesota? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, Not 100%, no. See? It's just the worst year to try to be good like that. But it's the best year to try to be bad. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to be like a propaganda machine for the tank this year, which is so funny because if you know me, like the guys around this table, you all know me. This is the hardest thing for me to do, but I'm telling you, there could not be a more perfectly timed year to be really bad than this year. It's be really bad. And it's hilarious that everybody wants to be good. Everybody wants to be good. Because the the next draft is, this is the draft you want to be in. We're, we've, I mean, I've way overanalyzed the upcoming 2020 draft to the point where I don't even know who any of these guys are anymore. Like, who, like, who, <laughs> like, like the truth is, like, none of these guys are going to be game changing, like, franchise changing guys. Like, they're just, there's just me, not one of those guys in there. I'm telling you, my best bet on who's going to be that guy is Anyeka. Yeah, I've watched more of Anyeka in the last two weeks, and I just, I'm a less of a believer. Wow. I don't know, man. His athleticism, dude, is just unique for that position. Yeah. I think, truthfully, and this is, I know this is going to be hyperbolic and come back and get me, but mm-hmm. I think he's a better Jaron Jackson. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to bite you right in the rear end. No, I don't. That's See, I'm kind of eh, on Jaron Jackson anyway. but On Jaron Jackson? Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness, Jay. Oh, my God. Come on, man. You got to stop, Jay. You got to stop. No, I'm not, I just told you I'm not going to. It's going to come back and get me. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Give reckless. lukewarm takes, man? That's right. No, I'm coming no for the this is I'm coming for, for the take. Skip Bayless of the the down to dunk. Better Jaron Jackson. Can I read you his stats from this year real quick? Is that okay? Yeah. Are you talking about uh, Onyeka? No, no, no Jaron Jackson. Seven, hey man, hold on. 17 this points is, per know, game. It's not a comparison game now. I'm just telling you, if if Anyeka can do this, then I would say he is a game-changing guy. I just don't know. 17 points per game. He took six and a half threes and shot almost 40% this season. That's pretty impressive. 1.4 assists. If, if Anyeka ever gets 1.4 assists... Andrew, career. you're missing you're missing the whole score. point here is One that I don't have to back up my take with any sort of facts. That's why it's a take. Because I have two years to even because in two years you'll forget that I even said this. I won't. I'm gonna save it to my desktop. <laughs> and I'll tell you the one time that they play each other and like Onyeka has like a great move and dunks on Jaron Jackson, <laughs> I will remind you about that. I like, trust me, I like a Kongwu a lot. There's just, he just has a lot of limitations. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Jaren all Jackson's of us do, Andrew. All of us have limitations. <laughs> Jaron Jackson's also much taller than he is as well. Jaren, What's 6'9 and how good. tall Jaron Jackson? He's 6'11, man. Probably pushing seven feet. Who knows? Whoa. I don't know, man. I know, man. Well, come back and ask me in two years, and I'll let you know. My my comp for my current comp for Anyeka is a more mobile Taj Gibson. Wow, <laughs> this bomb is mobile. <laughs> I was gonna say like a like a just kind of bottom floor Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> that's good man. It ever be. i'll tell you i am excited uh, just you know i've been listening to more draft conversations now than i have you know at all i'm excited to see what james wiseman looks like yeah just physically he's just such you a you can just like, google image him dude 
Oh, yeah, sorry. I've never seen him before. Are there pictures out there? Anyway, that's my draft talk for right now. I'll get back into it because I've been doing a lot of analyzing. And uh, like I said, Onyeka is my guy. I like him a lot, too. I and LaMelo Ball. I just don't know about the ceiling. <laughs> and LaMelo Ball. And, and Baron Trump. And Baron Trump. Gosh. Baron Trump is 6'8". Baron Trump might might be six, a lot of pick. And handles. Is that a real height number? His his dad is six three, and he right now is at least three inches taller. He says at Man, least six six, and he he's like fourteen. We need to get a ball in that kid's hand. Do you think the Thunder are looking at him for the twenty thirty draft? Gotta so, think he's the next Alexei Pogushevsky, is what I hear. <laughs> I mean, there's no way he has any athletic ability at all. <laughs> Did you don't know? I've heard the comp for him as George Murison. <laughs> also, a good uh, movie comp for George Murison. He's my giant. Billy Crystal. My giant, yes. my giant two. Is that with Billy Crystal? Yeah. They made a set. They made a sequel. No, I'm saying no. They're going to with Baron Trump. With Baron Trump. Oh, okay. All right, guys. It's time for the L Man's deep dive. Get ready to dive deep. Bloop. It's that deep dive with the L-Man. All right, guys. So, The Athletic had a survey of anonymous agents, and Nets Daily put out um, some excerpts from it. I'm all about looking online, looking at the Nets stuff. Their social media is super annoying. They think they're going to win the championship. Well, anonymous agents out there have told The Athletic they do not agree with that. Listen to these quotes. On their chances for a to win the title, I think KD, if he's healthy, is the best offensive player, and I buy Nash, but I give Kyrie two months before he's a malcontent. This is what the next said about their chances for playoffs. No, no, hell no. You're banking on the highest level of a volatility. It's an impossibility. Kevin Durant is probably the best player in the NBA, but Kyrie Irving is a total loose cannon, and he's not doing anything to show us anything but that right now. That's going to be difficult. I hate to comment on people, but I really don't know, but Kyrie is entering his Stefan Marbury phase. You can see it. It's there. Basketball is not a priority to them. And this last comment is from John Hollinger. The Nets have Kevin Durant recovering from an Achilles injury, Kyrie Irving recovering from a shoulder injury and 15 other players recovering from spending a year with Kyrie Irving. Oh, wow. Boom. <laughs> the best part of this is that now KD and Kyrie are going to go into this season like so mad. They're going to be like, oh, everyone hates us. This is normal for us. We're going to pro- We're gonna prove them wrong. We're going to show you all wrong. And it's just going to be a disaster. <laughs> they're just uh, the online, their Twitter account, the Nets Twitter account is so annoying. I went and looked at it and I was like, what's going on here? I was just like, get out of here. This <laughs> it feels it feels kind of like the Clippers where they think they've arrived before they've done anything. It's going to be fun to watch them crash and burn. <laughs> that's my, the that's my online, online deep dive. That's, I, wanna, online I don't want to move away from this dive. yet because Kyrie and KD are just going to say it's Karis LeVert's fault. And that's gonna oh yeah, they're, they're gonna throw gonna, everybody. Well, the they're probably gonna get Garrett traded before the season starts. I hate them. I really for who? Hate them. 
Like, have you, I mean, any of those Nets fake trades that you've come across that you get fired up about for them? Like, they're not going to get Bradley Bill, which is fantastic. You think they would move him for Vic? Um, I had probably not. I think that'd be a mistake, but I, I hope they make for, it. I think they're holding out for Beal. And that's so in that same, so the article is this agent survey that they did on The Athletic, which you should go check out and get The Athletic for $1 a month. Theathletic.com slash down to dunk. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, they basically just, they pulled 20 different agents on a, on a ton of different subjects, and it's over two different articles. Uh, it's really great. One of in one, you should feel pretty good. They talk. They ask who's the smartest GM in the league, and it was by far Sam Presti is the answer. Whoa, really? So, yeah. They did. Oh, but Maury's not in the league now. That's not, that's what's going on. Uh, I think Maury actually rated as one of the the GMs that you trust the least. What? Yeah. Is that from agents? You said. Uh huh. Oh, actually, yeah, no. Sense. Rob Palinka. Oh yeah, Rob Palinka got 1.5 votes. Daryl got two votes for that. Um, the Rockets have shown interest in so many guys over the past, and they've signed a lot of guys, but a lot of guys have ended their careers there. Wow, is what is what an agent said. That is that's interesting though to get the agent's perspective because I know it's it's purely selfish. I know it's purely based on just whatever their experience was with that GM. Yeah. But I think it says a lot about Pressy that the agents like him mm-hmm. and respect him. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Well, that's why. I mean, I think it's one of those things that we've talked about in the past with Sam Presti is that's why all of those being in Oklahoma City, you have so much to overcome. And so the culture they've created there is an, an incredible important part of that. And that's why agents connect to that. But he's also historically treated players really well. Yeah. Um, you know, and help them like Russ, like let's help him find a landing spot that benefits Russ as well. It's the same thing with Paul George, like doing those kind of things. You're buying uh, good favor with those agents and they're in, I mean, I mean, look at Rich Paul, like maybe the most, one of the most influential people in the NBA. I mean, obviously he's LeBron James's, uh, you know, kind of, I'm not going to say it this way, but that, that article did come out this week too, that one of the agents talked about how Rich Paul was basically just LeBron James's mouthpiece and, mm-hmm. and, really has caused some damage for players. But anyway, it's one of those things where you look at this, the agent relationship you can have as a GM is just incredibly important. So it's good that Sam has that kind of good favor with them. Mm-hmm. Also in this article, it talks about uh, players, high profile players, most likely to move. Uh, Chris Paul's at the top of the list. Bradley Beal's actually second. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. That's I'd- a bidding war right there, man. Yeah, there'll be lots of teams after him. How do we get Karis LeVert to OKC? He's 27. That's pretty young. That's younger than me. Younger than me, if too. If you want a net, you want Jared Allen, right? He'd be the youngest person yeah, in this probably. room. probably. Karis LeVert is going to be one of those players that is never going to be on a good team. No one's ever going to respect him. Probably so. He's pretty good, though. Yeah, he's pretty good. He'd be good in New Orleans, probably. Get Move Drew for him. Oh, my God. Don't give them Drew. Don't do that to Drew Holiday. Do this. Drew Holiday, man. I don't know about that, to be honest with you. I don't know. What do you mean? Jeff? Drew, I think, is good, but I think he's kind of that guy where it's like, if he just had a better opportunity, he would just thrive. And it's like, dude, he's been in the league for a long time. He's had good seasons, though. I mean, he's, sure. had, he's been on successful teams before. Yeah, but I don't know if he's the difference maker for the Nets. I think I actually kind of like it just because he, I don't think he's going to be like, I need the ball. Give me the ball. 
Yeah, just sit on the side, defend, shoot when you get it. You have to have a guy that is not selfish next to those guys. Is Spencer Dinwiddie going to be on that team? Probably. What is going to happen there? He's going to represent himself. Yeah, I saw that. That's so weird. Yeah, that they. I mean, they're going to make some moves. They have to, like putting something together for JJ Redick, Andrew Holiday, and then I don't know. That would. I mean, that would be really good for the Nets. What about Drew Holiday for Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and Garrett Temple? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that would would the Pelicans actually have to send? No, that's not what I'm saying. Would the Nets have to send something? I'm trying to think on one side of it, it would be, it feels uneven. How so? It feels like the Nets are probably sending out more than they're getting. But oh, I guess it's just. You're such a Drew hater. Wow, Jay. No, I don't even think that. But you look at Karis LeVert, and Karis LeVert, a lot of people have really high. Yeah, he's just had uh, some idea of who he can be. Jared Allen is a, has been a starting center for three years. But you and, also and have the to hard look part at is Jared it. Allen and uh, Jackson Hayes Jackson are so Hayes. similar. Yeah. Not a huge Hazeman. But what it's going saying, to KD, KD and Kyrie are making this team. They yeah. don't care if those three guys leave. They're like, yeah, send those three guys out. We want Drew, or we want JJ, or we want yeah. whatever. And DeAndre's going to play. So we don't care I about think that's a, that would be a really. Future. I think that would be really good for New Orleans. <clears throat> yeah, New Orleans is reaching this level, though, where it's they almost, they almost have too many guys to develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody will suffer. That's true. Somebody will suffer. As a result, somebody's gonna suffer. <laughs> it's gonna be Nikhil Alexander Walker, and then they're just gonna trade yeah, him for Nikhil. And like, is there enough? Is there, is there enough shots between Zion, Brandon Ingram, Karis Levert? I mean, that's a, that's a lot. It's a lot. Lonzo will never shoot. Frank that's J- true. Frank Jackson, and he shouldn't probably, right? No, oh, he can shoot. Jay, you're such a hater this morning. Jay, you woke up with the haterade, man. <laughs> More like Jader. <laughs> What was his number? What were his numbers in the bubble? Uh, it was like uh, you're Alonzo. It was like four, yeah. four twenty. Yeah, Alonzo was, was bad in the bubble. That's for sure. The Pelicans were so bad in the bubble, and they were like a large reason. <laughs> a large reason the, the all of that play in potential playoff game. We got to get Zion in there, and it was just like. <laughs> yeah, he shot thirty seven percent from three on six attempts. Per game. For the season. Uh-huh. Lonzo. Hey, guys. You know what I need right now? <laughs> Tayshawn's fact ficked dicked. Tayshawn's fact toy figure in victory. Tayshawn's fact toy figure in victory. Welcome, boys and girls. <laughs> so I was on NBA Reddit last night, and one of the popular things going around was people were sharing their NBA player experiences that they've had in real life. And so I picked one out as an example. So I'll start with this. This is just from a Redditor. After a game, I was out walking my dog and Steve Blake drove by and threw a raspberry freezy and it hit my dog right in the face. And now my dog is blind. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> There's no way that's true. But I, I thought it was it's really uh, funny. Very you, funny. You know, you can't get freezies in dog's eyes. They go no, blind. they'll freeze out. They, they freeze. They, they freeze, freeze and they eyes. shatter. <laughs> and they shatter immediately. So my question to y'all is, do you have any weird, funny, or normal interactions with a professional athlete? 
Jamon? Jamon? Yeah, the only one I can remember is I met James Harden in Target. And it was one of those things where I'm like, he was a rookie. Maybe, yeah, yeah, rookie. It was actually before he even played. And I remember I just turned the corner like down an aisle and I was like, I I don't know how to act in those moments because I don't want to fanboy out like where I'm like, oh my God, will you take a picture with me? Uh, But so instead I just like, Walked right next to him and just did like the super awkward. I don't know what to do. Head Squeeze nod. His butt. And he he goes. He matched me. Did the same thing. Wow. Okay. See you, man. You didn't it. want to take a picture with him, Jay? Yes, you did. But oh, I probably did. And it may have been, dude. Truthfully, someone was. Uh, I guess I would have had a had a uh, cell phone that could take that picture. Yeah, I just didn't. Jay. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, Jay? We've had camera cell phones for. For like twenty years, <laughs> I was a late. I was a late iPhone adopter. I'll say that. I mean, there's the truth on. is, I only had a Nokia thirty two ten. Yeah, and so All I had I some play, play snake. snake with me. Yeah, you had a you had a, a camera on your Razer phone probably at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, I did, but it would have been you know it's just not the best pictures, and so I just if it wasn't going to be high quality, I didn't want to do it with James. If Horst. you can't frame it, don't take it. <laughs> But yeah, it was. I think it was the summer after we drafted him, and uh, which you know, like that was probably the last time he could actually shop by himself at Target. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Andrew, probably out in public. I saw I saw Russ right after the twenty thirteen playoffs mm-hmm. when he had hurt his knee. I was in the uh, airport, standing in line for coffee. It was at like five a.m. And I was with Amy's Amy's parents, and I were we were going on a trip, and Asher was with Asher was a little kid, little baby, and uh, Amy's dad starts t- like tapping me on the back. He's like, "Hey, Russell, hey, Russell, like, what?" <laughs> and I turn around, and Russell Westbrook is right behind me on crutches. I'm like, <laughs> and so I just stand there, just barely able to think because it's five a.m. And then I just I just have to talk to him. Like I just had no choice at that point. So I this is before you were like in the media and actually getting to talk to them. Yeah, so this, this was a different time. This is when we had thirty seven down to dunk listeners. Yeah, yeah. And so I turn around and I'm like, hey. And I like strike up a conversation on how he's feeling, and then I'm like, hey, would you take a picture with me and my baby? <laughs> <laughs> how are you <laughs> with me and my baby? And he was like, yeah. And we, he took a picture with us. Damn. It was really awkward. The best I know this about you is that if you see like a celebrity or an <laughs> NBA player yeah. at the air, specifically at the airport, yeah. you take a picture with them. I do. Because you have that one with you and Amy and Gary Coleman. That's I do. Beautiful. Gary That's Coleman. A beautiful That's a picture. very good one. That's a good one. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I walked up to DeAndre Jordan. This was before he was really playing much at all in the NBA. And I walked up to him and said, hey, DeAndre Jordan, will you take a picture with me? He's like, you know, he, his, he looked at me, he goes, you know who I am? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So you're the third string center for the Clippers. And he's like, yeah. He was so excited that I knew who he was. Well, and it's part of that's the Big 12 connection too, right? Wasn't no. he a Texas a and Yeah, I mean, he, I <laughs> no. didn't really watch college basketball. I oh, just wow. was a okay. freak. <laughs> a freak Look my, my my favorite first interaction with an nba player this was when i was uh, a media member was with alex sabrinas who was so terribly confused as to what i was saying <laughs> the whole time 
And then when I told him to say, I'm down to dunk, he just looked right into looked right at me and he goes, I'm Alex Sabrinas and I'm about to dunk. You're like, perfect, cut it. I'm about to dunk. I felt so bad for him because there's obviously like a language barrier there, but... I confused him so much to the point that the thunder person was like, hey, Al-, she looked at Alex like halfway through. She goes, Alex, you don't have to do this. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 please, please do this. <laughs> oh, oh, it was so I felt so bad for him, but it was one of my favorite. And it ones. gave us one of the best drops. It was a great drop. I need to bring probably about to dunk. I'm about to dunk. Just bring that back. I need to. There's no reason why you can't. Yeah. The uh I I saw Kevin Martin at the Apple store. Kevin Martin. Uh, are yeah? you sure one? Are I'm you not. sure it's Kevin Martin? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, we have to hold on. Yes. Hold on. Hold I'm on. certain. Okay, my story from 2 weeks ago. I got the wrong Thunder player. I'm Sorry. His brother texted Andrew and I and said, that that story Luke told about Jeremy Lamb drinking beer, it definitely wasn't Jeremy Lamb. It was, who was it? It was Andre. It was Andre yeah. Robertson, yeah. My bad. It's, it, it was, in my defense, this was at least five years ago. It was a long, long time ago. They don't look alike at all. No. Well, I apologize. <laughs> um, the, other, uh, the other one that I've seen, I saw Nick Collison at... Blue Garden. Yeah. Man, it's just, I was, and I was trying to be like cool and talk to him, but so was every other person at right, Blue Garden. Right. And so it's just like everything I said, everything I said, like right, like in my mind right after, I was like, why would you say that? That's the stupidest thing you've ever said. <laughs> like, why would you embarrass us right in front of Nick Collison? <laughs> and, uh, and it just so that those are my, those are my two. Not very good. I didn't. Did you talk to Kevin Martin? No, I just an Apple Store. Apple Store is a stressful situation because there's two thousand people packed in there, and they all don't want to talk to anyone else. They just want to see the genius. What would you have said to Kevin Martin? Uh, what's up? I don't know. Nothing. I would have. I have nothing to say. You know. So probably nothing. <laughs> You'd be like, you see, they put cameras on phones now. <laughs> hey, this is crazy. <laughs> These phones. They're so. They're so. Uh, you see, they put camera. We should take a picture. No, I we should. You, we should. I'm not. We should check I, this I out. I don't have any pictures with celebs because I, that's because you're a coward. I just like am like, oh my gosh, like be normal, be normal. And so I'm just walking around. Oh, that's the least Luke, I feel the same way. on the planet. And then like, you kiss hey. your pants and you have to run to the bathroom as quickly as possible. Yeah. you never see them again. If uh-huh. I if I see a celebrity, it's almost like like a magnet. Like I'm just like, all right, I have to go. I'm just. <laughs> I have I'm, to. It's an obligation. I like that. I. But I also see, I've seen some players at like bars and stuff, and mostly I try to just leave them alone. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I one time saw Robertson. He's still on the team. I don't know if I should talk about. Let's move on. So, uh, you have any others? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have some. <laughs> I've told you the Stephen Adams story in Wellington before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great story, though. You might tell it again because should I how, tell it again? I mean, yeah, it's been a long time since you told it. Okay, so one summer, it was 2014, and I was living in Wellington, New Zealand for the summer. And everyone takes public transportation, so everyone's using the same buses. And uh, we were going to the grocery store, coming back on the bus, and my girlfriend at the time taps me on the shoulder. She goes, hey, I think this guy in front of us is Stephen Adams. And I thought there's just no way that she knows that it's Stephen Adams. But I looked down a foot at just this massive foot taking up the whole aisle in the, on the bus, 
I look at his face and see his profile. Definitely Steven Adams' profile. So I'm, I'm like when I'm, you say right in front of you, like the seat right in front like of you. Like literally the seat right in front of me. I have no idea how I didn't notice. The it. chances of that is just insane. Oh, and everyone's using these buses all the time, and there's a, a stop every block. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's pretty crazy. And then we get to our stop. We're getting up, and I see Steven Adams is also getting off at our stop. So we get off, and I say, hey, Steven, we're from Oklahoma City. We're staying here for the summer. And he thought that was the most amazing thing ever. He yeah. fl- he flipped out. Yeah. And he goes, no way, mate. That's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, why are you here? Why are you here? And then he was asking us about, basically, he was talking to us the rest of the time. He was yeah. so excited that people from Oklahoma City were in his city. So he's asking us about what food we've eaten, like the gas station food, like the pie, like the meat pies and all this. And, uh, and then he asked where we're going, and he walked with us to our apartment. And then, you know, we had to go back up. So we said, hey, it was nice talking to you. I'll see you later. And then that, we didn't take a picture. We got back up to our apartment and said, we didn't take a picture. No one's going to believe this story. But he walked with this very nice guy. I have one more about someone not recognizing that it was an NBA player. Back in the day, I printed uh, T-shirts at Tree and Leaf Clothing. Yeah. You remember the Go Green one? Yeah. We made one for Jeff Green. And um, one of our guys, one of the owners, his name was, uh, it was Milner. <laughs> of course. He was in the shop <laughs> and we were all gone. And I guess Jeff Green walked in and it's just Milner and Jeff Green <laughs> in the small, in the small tree and leaf clothing store. Yeah. The first one. Uh-huh. And, um, and he walks up and he buys like six Jeff Green shirts. And he checks out and he leaves. And Milner tells us his story because he didn't recognize him. The only way he knew it was Jeff Green was he thought to himself after he left, hmm, that's strange that that man bought six of these shirts. I wonder if that's like he didn't think. And, not and if you this know, guy's six this foot ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. This is not the, the person that usually comes in this store, yeah. which is the most Milner thing ever to just not make assumptions about anything at all. Yeah. And so I guess he checked the receipt after he left and saw Jeff Green and had to text Dusty like, hey, is Jeff Green the player that go green that the shirt is about? And he's like, he was just in the shop and I didn't know who No, it sorry, it's Brad Green. Yeah. Wrong Green. <laughs> But, uh, yep. Wow. That's awesome. That's good. Hey, John's back toy bigger in a dream. John's back toy bigger in a dream. It had to explode. Uh, <sighs> thanks, uh, thanks for, thanks for that, Taylor. That was good. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back after that break. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> we're back. 
that that Saturday Night Live skit, the radio DJs, and we're back. Is <laughs> so good. We're back. Man in the box, get out of that box. Yeah. You guys want to do some Twitter questions? Twitter questions. Okay, our first Twitter question comes from at Batlin Rise. Who wants to know if Presty decided to go for a ship next year, what percentage would you give him of constructing a team that makes it to the second round of the playoffs? Assume that he still cares about the team's future so he can't fire sale all their significant assets for a one-year run. Yeah, I, uh, like, what, 5% chance he could do do it? I mean, what are they going to do that's going to vault them to the second round because like the Lakers are going to be better. The Clippers will be better. The Nuggets will be better. This is, this, this this is, this is the question is how can you have your cake and eat it too? Because he's saying Mm. the, the the question is we still want to protect our future, but we want to go for a run right now, which we know really is not something that we can do. Yeah. Like that's, those two things are incompatible. Mm -hmm. What's the word incompatible? Incompatibility. You can't you can't uh incompatible incompatible <laughs> things that don't get along oh. i think the question <laughs> and it kind of goes to alex's uh trade game is are there trades out there that could make that could take the thunder to another level i think the thing you have to remember with this thunder team is kind of everything broke right for them this yeah. year specifically with the health of both gallo and chris paul and so i think you would have to I don't know. I mean, you have to get somebody convinced to send somebody to you for Steven's contract. I mean, who are the guys that you could lose and replace with, a, you know, somebody that doesn't drop off that much? I think Steve would be one of those. Could you do a sign and trade with Gallo? It just gets really complicated without utilizing some of those assets that you have in the future. Yeah. And obviously, I'm, you know, this is a hypothetical anyway, because it's not, Sam has been very clear that that's not the goal for this team because what would happen more than likely, because even a second round finish isn't really what you want to do because that just puts you in mediocrity forever. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that you have to resign Danilo Gallinari. You're not going to sign and trade Danilo Gallinari and get something back that's better than him, right? Because he's likely being signed and traded to a good team that wants to compete, and they're not going to send back somebody that's better. So you have to resign Gallo is the number one thing. Then you're making yourself a luxury tax team, which you're doing that for one year. I mean, I just don't, to me, it's just mm. not really even a, like a, like an actual possibility. It's not a real thing. It's incompatible. Could, it's, <laughs> it's, I need to know that you've heard that word before. <laughs> I know the word incompatible, not incompatible. I think I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> Jay, Jay, can you can you be the can you help us with uh, this? Yeah, I I think you did blur those letters together, but I knew what you're saying. Taylor's just being mean. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's just being mean. Oh, incompatible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that there's a trade that exists that's like that because then you have to turn Stephen into something good. But that you, in order to turn Stephen into something better than what he is, you have to attach multiple assets. Because yeah. Stephen is not valuable himself. <laughs> He's not like turning Steve into like Rudy Gobert. Would you would have to send away multiple picks? To yeah, do so. and they're not going to do that. That's just not going to no. happen. 
So who, I mean, would you turn like, Steve into, well, they're not going to do that into Miles Turner. Would yeah, you but do does that, that change? Does that make $10 you... million dollars more than Miles Turner? Jeez. 10. It's 2016, man. Yeah. It was a different time. Much different time. A maskless time. But if, if, the reason I even say that is Steve would have been up for an extension one year later. His contract would be totally different. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit different. I mean, he's making $27 million. <laughs> that's Dude, I know, that's man. That's so crazy. It's, it's like bad. You, you want to go through the list of centers that are making less than him? That No, that's too depressing. Miles Turner. Yeah. Miles Turner. What's Gobert's contract? Um, he makes less than Nikola Vucevic. All-star yeah. Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just see. I mean, he made, uh, Rudy Gobert makes twenty five point seven. Okay, less than Stephen Adams. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's difficult to move Stephen for something good, and then even Schroeder. Can you trade Schroeder and get something back that's better for your team today? I maybe you could if you attach so. multiple assets. I mean, maybe the only guy that you could trade and give something back that's better today is maybe Shea. Or Darius, but yeah, you don't want to do, do that. that. Yeah. So to me, it's your your best chance of getting to the second round is probably trying to run it back, maybe getting one or two like smaller pieces. But then the odds of that even happening, I mean, you may not even make the playoffs if you do that. Just be, we talked about it about yeah. how many teams are trying to compete, which uh, is just plus, so much worse than just trying to let's. That was great fun with Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah. but plus imagine we try to run it back and then. You know, whenever the season starts, a month in, you know, injuries hit us with yeah. Chris Paul or Gallo. Yeah. Then you've leveraged all of that stuff, and you're horrible, and you've what you've wasted whatever assets you've done. To yeah, and more than likely, run. you're locked into Gallo for four years. Yeah, you sign Gallo to a four-year contract, then you yeah. can't trade him. I mean, there's a reason why things are lining up the way that they are. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at ComebackKid, who wants to know, do you think the T-Wolves actually take the first pick in the draft? If not, what team do you think will trade into that spot, and who do they take? It's just very Timberwolves to get the number one pick in this draft. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, does anybody really want it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, well, I'm trying to put so the only reason the Wolves would get rid of the first pick is if they could get somebody that would be a compliment to the team right now. And I, I dude, I've racked my brain looking for that. Somebody that'd be somebody that would be excited to get the number one pick, which limits it immediately because nobody's gonna leverage a whole lot to get Lonzo Ball or Anthony Edwards or so you'd really look at like can the Wolves get a future asset or maybe a current kind of fringe asset to move a little bit further back in the lottery? Right. But I, I don't know, like they're stuck them and the Warriors, like the Warriors getting rid of the second pick, like, cool. Well, uh, I'm not eating Andrew Wiggins to take the second picks, his contract. Right. Like, yeah, it'd be, I think they will trade. I think the Warriors will trade. I don't know that the Timberwolves will. I just don't know what you can get that, that, Makes them a for sure playoff team. Go on Victor Oladipo. I mean, that, the number one pick is probably too much for Victor Oladipo. Yeah, but say they'd have to give somebody else as well. I mean, who else is on the move? 
I mean, financially, you just couldn't do it with Miles Turner, maybe, but that that feels redundant with Cat anyway. Yeah, does that get you there? I mean, not really. Oh, no. And you'd have to think the other team would have to eat some assets for that to even work. Yeah, that's been been percolating over here for a while. Yeah, I knew. I knew when I said it that I made a mistake. Yeah. Chris Chris Paul to the Timberwolves. For the number one pick? I mean, I mean sure, they're not going to do that, but yeah. I mean, so here's the deal. It's probably they're going to have there. How real is their their value of the first? Like, we know that it's not very good. Like, I'd be excited if the Thunder got it, obviously. Draft James Wiseman or Lonzo Ball or whatever. Yeah. Lonzo but Ball? that, it's like. Throw him back in the draft. <laughs> hey, man, you haven't done very good, but still showing some promise. Let's just reboot Sorry, this Not thing. Lonzo, LaMelo. I got you. He did shoot Where would Lonzo go now in the draft, in this draft? Lonzo if Lonzo was re-drafted. Uh, I mean, he'd be a top 10 pick. Dude, he was so good in college. Yeah, he was. He's not. He's not the guy that people hoped he would be in the NBA, though. Specifically, his father. (laughs) (laughs) Who said he was like the next Kobe. Yeah. He'll be a good player on a good team. Mm -hmm. If the Pelicans get good, he'll be the guy that Zach Lowe writes the most words about Mm -hmm. if... If they get good in the next oh, really? couple of years, is he the smart guy so, player? On yes. That team? Oh my gosh, yes. Because he doesn't. He scores like eleven points a game. Yeah, but, but you'd be true. like the impact that he makes on the defensive end and with his passing and the, look at this video of this back screen and this blah blah blah. You know, yeah. it's gonna be like it's a he's gonna be. It's actually there's some Drew Holiday vibes that with with yeah around that. Yeah, he's not as good a scorer as Drew. Like Drew's a twenty point scorer in the NBA. No, but I mean like. Smart guy player that yeah, like yeah. underrated. He's, you guys, it's not your favorite player, but he should be. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, definitely. Also, well, shout out to Dan, Dan Mayan. Mayan asked, asked kind of the same question. Oh, Jay, look at us. We're great minds think alike. He also he just said who's most likely to move Warriors or the Timberwolves, and so here's the question. So we kind of defined that it's probably the Warriors, Andrew. Like, so what what do the Warriors look for in a trade for the second pick? I mean, I think they're they're probably more motivated to move it just because you have Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond now, and with the Timberwolves, you still there's a chance that you you take Lamelo and he's awesome, right? And then you become a better team. With the Warriors, they to me, I think it's probably James Wiseman that they take. But if they don't take him, then I mean, there's the the trades with the Pacers make sense to me. A Miles Turner deal, because you also have like this this huge bloated contract in Andrew Wiggins, where you have to incentivize somebody to take him. And to me, that kind of swap makes sense. You still have to attach quite a bit more salary to get there, but to me, I think the Miles Turner deal makes some sense for the Warriors. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Alec Tobek N Z. Who wants to do? Who wants to know? Do you think our new coach could finally use Stephen Adams as an offensive end player? We all know he can shoot the mid and has good enough touch inside. I really think he could be a seventeen point per game, twelve rebound per game kind of guy. I'm aware Steve will just do whatever is needed. What are your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> if I'm blunt, I think 
that holding out hope. I love Stephen Adams, and I know that uh, that this person also does as well. If I can be blunt, I think us holding out hope that eventually Steven's going to become some sort of offensive force, I think we just need to just gently let that fade out of our thought processes. God, the haterade is thick this morning with Jay. It's thick. (laughs) Cool. Andrew, tell me about it. Tell me about Steven Adams' offensive development for this next year. What are your (laughs) thoughts about it? I think this is totally possible. Oh, how the turntables turn. No, I mean, it's this isn't a coaching issue. I mean, it's not. It's never been a coaching issue. I, th- I think that it's Stephen. Just he's got. I I agree with with the uh, the the Twitter user Alec Tobeck that he's got these abilities. They're they're there. Is he willing to use them? Is the question. And maybe I mean, there's. I still believe that he will be a guy that will shoot threes in the NBA. I think that will happen. It, will it be when he's on the Thunder? I don't know. Uh, I don't, but I don't think it's a coaching issue. I think it's just Stephen's willingness to it's, do it. It's like his personal philosophy. It's a philosophical issue, really. When yeah. It comes down to well, it. I, I wonder if this and this this may have no credibility, but coming into the league and playing alongside Russell and Kevin Durant and just knowing your place and letting that—I mean, he wasn't the whole point for him was like you're not a scorer. Yeah, rebound the ball. You can get putbacks. You can get if we roll to the basket. And he spent his first six years of his career being told to do one specific thing, right? And now for us to say, like, I just think he was, I mean, like anybody, like that's just what he does now. Is he plays the same role that he played when he was a second year player and a third year player? So it's hard. I think he was just kind of programmed to be this guy. So I think I think truthfully, I think a, a new scene would probably be something that would probably be helpful for him to develop a little bit more of that offensive part of his game. Classic yeah. conditioning, Jay, is what you've described. Classical conditioning. Oh, classical, excuse me. Incapap. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey guys, I have our next Twitter question. It comes from K S P E N. Who wants to know when is it appropriate to start playing Christmas music and putting up decorations? Immediately following the Halloween, the day Halloween. Yeah. This November is here's, here's the thing. I disagree with that because I think it's traditionally for me it's been day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, really is when you do it. However, this year, day after Halloween, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm just I'm just going for it. 2020 uh, needs Christmas, man. I need, so I need, we going, need a little Christmas now, as the popular song says. What about when it snows on Tuesday? Is that? Yeah, it's probably a good time to get out there and start putting them up. Is yeah, it, that's when you need snow? to get on your. Yeah, it's going to be potential it, wintry potential mix. snow Monday and Tuesday. Wow, weather time. It's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. Oh, burr, cuddle up. <laughs> cuddle up with your, with your honey. You know what Stephen Adams' career high is? In what? Points. 25. 20? 20, 22, 20. Come on, guys. No, like no, he, 28, 27 is his career high. That's just, it was in 2017. How many, on how many shots? I don't know. Well, freaking look it up, man. <laughs> what's his, <laughs> you brought this up. What's his playoff, what's his playoff career high? It doesn't matter how many shots. 18. Mm, 22, 23. Yeah, 19. 19. Never scored 20 in a playoff game. I won. 
It's like Steve. Is we, right isn't rules. that? I mean, that's just. I mean, it's just Steven, right? Yeah, it is. To have never ever scored thirty in a game, Lou Dort in his rookie year <laughs> on God. a two way contract, 30, when he baby. half a year scored thirty <laughs> in a playoff game, and that man had enough reasons to not shoot. Yes, like Steve doesn't really have bad games, and then he's like, "Oh well, I'm not gonna shoot. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang back this game." Yeah, I mean, name any random starting center, and I'll bet you that they probably scored thirty in a game. Um, well. I was first going to go to Marcin Gortat for some reason. Okay. Well, I know he scored over 30, though. How I mean, do you know that? How do you know that? I don't know that. Because he was playing with Nash in that year. He was with Nash. <laughs> Nash was just setting him up for pick and pops every other play. Career high, 31. 31? Career playoff high, 31. Wow. Very consistent across the board. On the Zard? Was he on the Zards? Um... How do you not know this? You have a computer. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, Marcin Gortat has scored 30 in a game. Yeah, but I, I do see him more as an offensive. Uh, <coughs> Marcin Gortat! He's an offensive guy. Yeah, but what about Christmas decorations? Oh, yeah, it's time. Just get them up. Can you imagine if you were Gortat's height? You did, wouldn't even have to get a ladder out to put your lights out. You'd have, That's I mean, true. you always know it's your job. Star on the top of the tree. Yep. Do you guys do star on the top of the tree? Do you do anything else? I do a pentagram. We do an uh, angel. Oh my gosh, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, what are you saying? I do an upside down star on top of my tree. <laughs> Taylor. Help us. I'm just wow. kidding. That's that's Luke's house, and we don't need to get into why, okay? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Dan Mayan, who wants to know who leads the Thunder in scoring next year. One of the vets, one of the young guys, or not on the roster yet. Shay Gilgis Alexander. Agree. Yeah, I think the harder question. Didn't he already is, lead them? In yeah, he scoring? did. He did. Dort. I think. <laughs> Dort. Dort. If Game Seven is any indication <laughs> for what's going to happen next year, it's going to be Lou Dort. No, I'll tell you, if Lou Dort is your leading scorer, then you have you are going to win ten games. Or totally whoa, not. what a hater! Honestly, Jay, <laughs> oh out of my this is my favorite. Jay. This is my favorite bit, guys. It's my favorite. Wow. Bit. Jay loves it. He loves it. <laughs> what? Uh, so that's an easy question. Well, the harder question is who's the second leading scorer on the team next year? Oh, I mean, man. It, it, Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder's gone, man. <laughs> Jay, just uh, Danilo it, Gallinari. Gone. Yeah, gone. Gonzo. Uh, Christopher Paul. Gonzo. Clifford Paul. Is it Christopher? No, I don't know. I mean, what else would it Second be? leading scorer on this team, if he's still on the team, Steven Adams, 27 points a game. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he hits that every night. 27. 27. 27. 27 can't 27. get past 27. No. Christopher. Basically? Christopher Emmanuel Paul. Oh, Emmanuel. That? Oh, Christmas. Oh, back to Christmas. Back, back to Christmas. <laughs> oh, what if Chris was short for Christmas? Christmas, Christmas Emmanuel, Emmanuel Paul. Paul. Wow. Wow. The chosen one. Andrew, who do you think is going to be the second scorer? <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> I think it very well could be somebody that's not on the roster. Um, like Alec Burks, if they sign him in the offseason? Yeah. Or... Uh, maybe Ab, maybe Abdul Nader. Think, I don't know, man. He's gonna get some. Shots. Oh gosh, no, uh, please. It's prob. It's probably Stephen. It's probably Stephen. My assumption: Stephen or Baisley. 
I don't know, man. Basically, oh, basically you want to talk about somebody that had no fear of shooting. If it's Steven Basley. as your second leading scorer, are we <laughs> scoring 75 points a night? Someone's got to be. Someone has got to score more than that. I mean, maybe. maybe. Guys, I'm telling you, anybody listen to this, you need to prepare yourself for this team being horrible. Is it Hami? Oh, God. Also, we're, we're thinking about this as like, Exactly this team. Take away Christmas Emmanuel. Take away Gallo Gallo. <laughs> take away Gallo Gallinari. And take away Denise. And then, But then this is just the team. No one else is added to this team. It's just whoever else was on this team. Yeah. It's not going to be much different than that, though. But if they trade and get take on some big, huge contract to get more assets... It would be that person. Oh, yeah, it could. Like if they got, if they somehow got in the Wiggins conversation. Yeah, yeah of course yeah. it would be Wiggins. But be Wiggins. so I think it could. I think it could be second leading leading score. Be not on the team yet. But yeah, I yeah. think that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Our next Twitter question comes from at Grayson Wilbanks, who wants to know <laughs> the best Halloween candy. Also, which candy is an automatic toss? Automatic toss is the big orange peanut. Yeah. Do you get that, those? Nobody ever I mean, gives that in Halloween. We have this conversation every freaking Halloween. Nobody gets It's a toss. It's a toss. Yeah, nobody hands those out. Yes, though. they do. What? No. Old people hand it out. It's not true. Where do you even buy no, it's those? Not true. I guarantee that you, your kids, find a big orange peanut. My kids have no. never, ever, probably ever even had those. That's, that's so wrong. It, what are they called? Circus peanuts or something like I that? I don't know what they're called. I don't know what they're called. They're made out of Nerf. <laughs> <laughs> they're an automatic toss. The throwaways for me are the uh, saltwater taffy that's wrapped in the orange and black. Yes, Those are I agree with yeah, that. Are that nasty. is on the same level. I think it comes in the same grab bag. I haven't bag. seen that since my kids have been Halloweening. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen either one. Okay, what's your favorite Halloween candy? The immediate throwaway is the one with the razor blades in it. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. Mm, forbidden fruit. Do you remember the time that people are like, <laughs> you got to inspect all your kids' candy because yeah, kids that, that, razor I've blades? I've never known someone that has found the razor blade. Luke, all that don't, you, don't, you don't have a foot to stand on here, Luke, because you also think that people get orange circus peanuts in their tree bags. They, they do. They do. But they don't. no, I've never known anyone that's found the razor blade, which I think... Everyone would be talking about at school the next day. Hey, in my candy, I found a razor blade. Instead, it's just your dad eats 20% of the candy. Freaking daddies. Freaking daddies. But you know what dads will do? They will eat your least favorite candy. You know what you need to do? You need to take your new child trick-or-treating this year. That's true, and then we just get all the candy. Then you get all the candy. (laughs) We get all the candy. trick-or-treating this year? There's a trunk or treat yeah, in the village. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some. There's it, there's alter, it, there's it, ways. It probably shouldn't be, but it but it but it will. Yeah, but, I don't think we're going trunk or treating because all the kids are wearing masks. Really, that's what Kate was saying. Was like, really, it's the safest holiday yeah. to actually do what you normally do because everyone's wearing masks. Yeah, <laughs> and it's mostly outside. Yeah. Oh oh oh! Oh, oh sorry. Jesus. Okay, so what's your favorite Halloween candy? <laughs> What's happening over there? I hit a good, I hit the guitar. Oh, Luke leaned up against Way my back guitar. Too far. Scared him. So so I like I and some people crap on this, but the um candy corn the orange with circus peanuts, peanuts, I I do like. 
And some people really don't like candy corn. Is it? Yeah. yeah oh, I, candy corn. God, people crap on candy corns. <laughs> Here's the deal. Is uh, I get that there are there are little packages of like five or six pieces of candy corn. Yeah. But that is probably the one of the rarest forms of Halloween candy. Why is, you, why is it why is it every candy I bring up? You guys no, are like, no, oh, no, that doesn't on, exist. Because I'm just corn. asking the question if you've ever been trick-or-treating. Candy corn, candy is, corn a, is still prevalent. Is a Halloween candy. I, I, I get I get that. Are we talking Halloween or is this trick-or-treat candy? What do you think? We well, had hey, to the question categorize is, it. best Halloween hey, candy, not do, best trick-or-treat candy. To, to back up, Luke, we do have some candy corn sitting on our counter in our kitchen it right does now. Does it have peanuts in it? It's fantastic. Candy corn peanuts. is incredible. And it's, it, yeah, for oh, me. Candy corn and peanuts? I save that for candy. myself. I save that for myself. I'm telling you, they sell candy corn with peanuts at, at Walmart. Oh, they or do. Here's the deal, L-Man, is yeah. I took this from you. And it is absolutely true. It's a phenomenal. It tastes like yes. a payday. It tastes just tastes like a payday. Yeah, it yeah, does taste like a payday. It, but it's oh, it's very, very, very yeah. good. All right, so what's the best? Anything Reese's? Yeah, anything Reese's. Anything Snickers. That I love to, Snickers. Anything that belongs to Reese is very good. Favorite Reese's? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like I like just the normal the 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 tiny the tinier cups. See, I think that this is where one of our biggest disagreements. There's too much the chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Yeah. There's too much chocolate. This, yes, yeah. I I like a lot of chocolate because I like to put it in the refrigerator so it has a little extra crunch to it. <laughs> you know, I just remember I remember us having we've had this conversation yeah. every year. The peanut butter to peanut butter to chocolate ratio of the, of the Reese's is classic yeah. down to dunk combo. I just remember talking yeah. about how do you pronounce it Reese's pieces or Reese's pieces. And Taylor said, I don't know, Jay, do you say that, oh, man, I broke this thing, and now it's in a whole bunch of pieces on the ground. <laughs> I think I still call them Reese's Pieces. Because, you know, Reese's after you have the Reese's Pieces, you know what you have the next day? Rice's Pisces. No, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Reese's Pieces? Reese's Feces. <laughs> Golly. Uh, and then you crap on candy corns. And then you crap on the candy corn. I mean, I also, I mean, Snickers is obviously another one that you're grabbing for. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. Full size Snickers is one that is better than the full size Snickers. Oh, I, took, I took my uh, my dog to the vet yesterday and they had a bunch of candy in a candy ball. Mm. Very excited. Mm. Individually wrapped Rolos. Huh. Have you seen them? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Not in it's the. Not not yeah. in the sleeve. Not in the sleeve. Yeah. It's, hmm. There's an assort. There's a bag that's assorted that has it in there somewhere. I like Rolos. I've seen it. Do you? I mean, it's just the most. What about Kit Kats? Are we Kit Kat guys? Ever. Yeah. I like here's the here's the thing. Like if it's is there a bad candy? Here's the thing about me with candy. None of it's bad. Like it's all, name it's something. Yeah. Name something that I I will that say is normal and not things that Luke says. And bring it on, enjoy, man. Here's one that I have turned the corner on. I don't really like anymore. I okay. loved it as a child. Uh-huh. And it was my favorite, but now. Zero bar? Like no. Milky Way. Oh, I love Milky Way. I'll be honest with you, Luke. I kind of am with you. That too and nougaty. Three Musketeers, it's too much. Too nougaty. Yeah, I don't like it. I'll eat it. I mean, I'll eat it. Come on, let's be real. I'm not a monster, <laughs> but... <laughs> Here's here's the worst here's the worst Halloween candy automatic toss uh-huh. the Starburst that comes with two Starbursts in them that are both orange. No, I'll eat them. Toss no problem. Eat them. Orange is the worst. Starburst. I don't know that I toss any candy. I don't know that I toss any of it. Well, the orange circus peanuts. Luke is like I would eat our circus peanut if I'm just being honest. What even is that? I don't even Nerf. My, my dad legit likes circus peanuts. Do you buy, does he buy them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Do y'all like peeps? I oh. I'm not a peeps guy. Oh, you can! I can only eat about one. I know. There's, yeah, it's, it's just a lot. It's, it's, well, that, that's why they sell them in packages of like three. Yeah, Peeps is a young man's game. Peeps is a weird. It's a weird one. I just don't understand how it's like. This is only an Easter candy. Peeps. Well, they'll for do... Easter though. Like, there's so many better options. Like any oh, of the yeah. egg candies are better than Peeps. Oh yeah. Oh, Cadbury eggs are fantastic. Those are great. peanut butter. The Reese's like Cadbury eggs. Eggs so good. Reese's those right. other eggs, those uh smaller Cadbury ones that are just chocolate and yep shell. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. The worst Halloween candy to get is is whatever that house's leftovers were the night before. God, that always happens, right? Third in the MPP voting. I don't know what you're talking about. Elman, come on. Sorry, let's sorry, go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Our next Twitter question. <laughs> Comes from I have to look. Oh, okay. From at underscore. Well, I'm trying to figure out. What, I'm trying to figure out what we're gonna do. We've been sitting here. Okay. Our next one comes from at Otten Jack, who wants to know. I'm curious on your thoughts about everyone being super excited about assistant coaches being so good when they haven't had any experience as a head coach. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that exists on Twitter. You want to be smart. You want to be the smart guy. And you want to have opinions about assistant coaches. And the truth is nobody really knows anything about any of these guys. And You and just so, hope that every assistant coach hire is Nick Nurse. Yeah. You can, or Eric Spolstra. Yeah. If you're excited about an assistant coach, man, like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, not, nobody really knows. I mean, if the Thunder hire Brian Keefe as their, as their coach... Is Brian Ke- Keefe the young man? No, oh, no, no, no. Keefe is already the Keefe has been here. on the bench for yeah, a long yeah, time yeah, yeah. for bad. multiple teams. I mean, he was on. Said the- it and I'll say it again. I want David Vanderpool to make that happen. Yeah, or I think Royce said, I don't know if Royce said this in a chat or on the Dream Team, but he says he thinks that David Vanderpool is overqualified for the Thunder job. Whoa. Maybe. <laughs> oh, which is just sad, but maybe true. But yeah, I. I I mean, nobody knows. I mean, you could get Nick Nurse, or you could get the next guy that gets fired. So it's it's even even if they coached with somebody that like um, Adrian Griffin is a guy that is has been rumored to he has he at least has links to the Thunder, and he's he's coached under some really good coaches. But what will he look like whenever he's the coach for the Thunder or the coach for somebody else? I mean, who knows? Nobody knows. No one has any clue. So let's just wait and see. Even when the Thunder hires somebody, it's going to be hard to be excited about it. But, you know, no one was really that excited when Nick Nurse got hired for the Raptors. See, this is now everybody says he's the best coach in the league. We've got to quit doing that, though, because that's like literally the best case scenario of of a coach that isn't a name before. Yeah. And now I expect it. Because we've talked about it too much, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're just going to find our next Nick Nurse. It's just the same as, like, go find the next Bam out of bio in the draft. Yeah. It's just as difficult (laughs) to find somebody like that. So, I mean, and I would, I still, I expect the Thunder, the draft is 18th of November. So I, I expect in less than a month we'll know who the head coach of the Thunder is. 
going forward. And they and here's here's the deal is like th- the Thunder want this next coach to be somebody that sticks around for a long time. That's something that they really pride themselves in is only having a few coaches. I mean, three coaches in the time that they've been in Oklahoma City. When we talked about this before, there's been like eight in the last nine years in Sacramento. But then, I mean, that's that's where a guy like Vanterpool does make sense a little bit because that is a guy that has a pedigree as an assistant coach. A lot of people think that he has yeah, the he's skills. A, he's a player's it's, coach for sure. But other than that, I don't know anything about him. Right. Well, you, and you don't know anything about any assistant, really. Like Ron Adams, like, oh, we just hear that he's a defensive guru. Like Alvin Gentry was apparently supposed to be a tremendous coach as an assistant, and he's had now two jobs. He'll never have a head coaching job again. You know, like. He said, I mean, he was the, head coach of the Clippers a long time ago, too. And the Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, I don't know. It's just hard. It's, I think the, the general idea of the question spot on is you don't know what you're going to get from an assistant until you see it. Yeah. No clue. So let's do a couple more of these questions. Let's do a, this is from at Bangelo. Best thing to eat or drink that is pumpkin flavored, like donuts, cake, coffee, cookies, brownies, et cetera. I'm a bit I like pumpkin loaf, like a bread. Yeah. That's probably good. the best thing. I don't like pumpkin things at all. I like a pumpkin cookie. Yeah, I've never had one. Not too much icing, but just a right amount of icing. Oh, with like the cream cheese icing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. But not too much of it. City bites. Sometimes you get too much of it. Yeah, that can be too much. Well, and the thing that makes it good is the cinnamon, right? Yeah, and the pumpkin. Or the I'm not a pumpkin man. Why do you hate pumpkin? I like pumpkin seeds. That's my favorite part of pumpkin carving. Is you like pumpkin seeds? seeds? Oh, I love pumpkin seeds. What do you do with the seeds? Taylor. No, no, you take them out. Wash them off, lay them out on a tray. Yeah, we do you this bake too. Them. It's yeah. so good. Salt. It's great. Oh, yeah, a lot of salt. <laughs> you just put a bunch of salt on it, and it's good. Yeah. They're just like larger sunflower seeds that you don't have to work for. Yeah. Because you can just eat them straight up. Yeah, they're good. I like a pumpkin At- pumpkin donut, pumpkin cake donut up here. Yeah, sure. Super good. It's just Donuts. Here, donut. Here's another thing with donuts. <laughs> no bad donuts. It's like Halloween candy. No, yeah. No bad donuts. Yeah. I agree with that too. All right, let's finish out on this really important question that we can answer together from at Dan Mayan, who says, what is your pie ranking? Hmm. We're getting close to, to November, which means we're close to Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's going to be a weird one for most people this year. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say this before we get into it. I wish savory pies were more of a thing in this country. Like meat pies? Yeah, because like this is um, the U.S. A pie is like a dessert. Yeah, basically everywhere else, a pie is a savory thing, and then it's more rare. For chicken pot dessert. pie. Love chicken pot pie. Are we put? Are we? Are we? Is that what we're talking about now, though? Because I think they mean sweet pies, right? I know. I just. I know. That's why I wanted to get out ahead of this and just say I wish there was more savory pies that we did. But I know this is going to be about dessert pies. Yeah. Oreo. So let me just pie. tell you my number one. Oreo. Okay. Oreo. My number one's always pecan. Always will be. It's my favorite. Pecan is good. I mean, I'll I, take it over pumpkin. I'll take it over apple. I'll take it over cherry. I'll oh. take it over blueberry. Pecan. Yeah, I like. I like. I like pumpkin pie. You know, there's going to be a pumpkin shortage this year. Because <laughs> why not? Is I it keep, really? I keep hearing mm-hmm. that, but I've had so many pumpkin things. I've seen a lot. I know. Of I find it all over the place. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> They also say that there's a chain shortage, and we've gone over this, but it's still I'm still racking my brain about it. 
Yeah. I don't know much about it. Was that the end of the conversation, Taylor? Yeah, I mean, I just, I do you know about the change <laughs> shortage? Why, why is Starbucks saying that there's no change in the country right now? <laughs> I think it's a circulate circulation issue. Oh, percolation. People weren't spending as much, and so it's not going in, and it's, you know, I think that's what's happening. So people are hanging on to their pennies. Yep. I think cash long term is going to be obsolete. That's sad. I, I like, think it's going to be it, a debit card world. I like carrying around cash. It kind of annoys me when people pay for things with cash now. It'd be annoyed with me. It'd be super annoyed so with me. So do you go to the bank and get cash out? Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.